Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and publisher of Heavy Metal Magazine. The only thing I like more than Justin Bieber is Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It is sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will be guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 180, and due to circumcisions beyond our control, oh, it's God. deconstruction night. Yes. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 405, past the Motel 5.4 that still has a light on for you, directly adjacent to the book burning for alternative heating and air conditioning suite, next to the fried Pillsbury Doughboy cloning and Pizza Hut, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight are many usual suspects and a couple of unusual ones. In a revered time vortex... Violent Soundboard Vixen, Chief Architect of all that is technical, Queen of Petroleum Byproducts, Kriana. Well, we started off tonight with a dick joke. This is going to go well. <laughs> From her stacks in the personal silence zone of the Dank Dungeon Reading Room, keeping cool, calm, and collected, she's got books. She knows how to use them. It's the Sombrarian. I have nothing funny to say tonight. Okay. Hey, just tell a dick joke. That's in. <laughs> From the four-color vault of comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, a lovely ingenue, a woman who's both red-hot, icy cold, joined by Barnabas, her zombie cat, the dead redhead. So we're telling jokes about my friend Richard? What? Mr. Cheney, yes. It's Cheney joke time. <laughs> in his polyester zeppelin high above the Latvian steps, Dave Von Doom joins us tonight. Hey, what's up? I, uh, I thought that intro beat was, uh, was amazing. It was fat. That's what I would say. <laughs> the 90s called it once its adjectives back. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. You can put on your black I like the 90s. I'm not saying I dislike them. I just said they called. I'm relaying guess... the message. We'll tell them to come back to me. <laughs> Our guest tonight, uh, because, uh, well, let, let, let me quote from her, if I can. I don't know if it's sad or just good timing that I just got asked to do a podcast tonight three hours before they go on the air. Of course I have nothing going on. <laughs> of course I'm free. Sad social life, maybe. Helping friends who help my career constantly be on time well spent. We love you. It's Julie Mayers. Woohoo! I thought you we were talking about Dick Grayson. What's going on? <laughs> I got all one for a minute because I was just watching a fight on the Bruins game and I went, Dick Grayson, what? <laughs> Oh, look, we, we could, we could like pretend nothing happened last week, but let's not. Um, last week, Boston Comic-Con was supposed to happen. It should have happened. There were circumstances everybody knows about that kind of. We, we can took... say what they are. There was a crazy fucker turning Watertown <laughs> into a war zone. Okay. Uh, actually a brother act of crazy. Two fuckers. crazy fuckers. Yes. One of which is dead. 
The other witch has been apprehended at this point, in case One of whom is dead. In in case you haven't seen the news in the past, you know, week. Week. (laughs) So, So, Comic-Con, as it was supposed to be, never actually happened. And and I would like to mention that um, they did not cancel it. The Heinz just can't... It was out of their control. It was out of their control. They had no choice. Which was unfortunate in, in, in timing because they were apprehended Friday night. Like two hours later. It could have happened, although the city was still kind of jittery and everything else, and I get that. The Heinz had to make their call, and I get that. Uh, the people at Boston Comic-Con have been amazing in oh. just calmly trying to figure out what we need to do to make it happen. I can't imagine yeah. that headache. Can I just can I just say that? Oh. Like... Between all, our, the, all the guests and the venue and the vendors and the volunteers. Our thoughts, our thoughts are out to Jimmy and Nick and Colin and especially to Bob and Kim and everybody who was helping out. And you know what? There were some pretty amazing comic people who then, since they were already in town, right. went to other venues. So, so we know it didn't happen, but here's what and did happen. And they then there's still things, things and... going on, too. Yep. Plenty of places had alternate Comic-Cons. They scrambled. They scrimped. I can't think and, of another word. But within four hours of it all being announced that it was going to be postponed, um, the fabulous Enrique Zhang over at Red Silo Studio contacted me, and I think I was one of the first people she, she uh, talked to, and it was, I'm going to be doing an online artist alley for any and all artists who couldn't, you know, go to the show because the show's been postponed. So write me a little bio and give me a link to your online store. And then they also set up a donation drive for gas money for people who drove up to Boston. For wow, people. nice. So, and it's still running and it's uh, We Win con.org so w-e-w-i-n-c-o-n dot o-r-g and I love you Enrica you're my favoritist hey and just no, a shameless promotion and well done hey that's what and, we do best here it's true and to give people just a heads up um, it wasn't cancelled it was postponed Yes, and it is going to be rescheduled. We expect to have a date early next week, um, so that as soon as we get that information, we will paste it on the fe- the Facebook page and and let update our, know. our sticky post on SciFiSaturdayNight.com that also had another Comic Con that was going on. The uh, League of Ordinary Gentlemen still had their party, which we meant to make it to, and unfortunately could not. Um, and there was a couple other events going on that were still going on no matter what happened, they still happen. And some of them just got moved to different places. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, all, all over in uh, um, Massachusetts, uh, eastern Massachusetts, little con-ets were happening. They sprung <laughs> yeah. up. It was a grassroots campaign. And it was stuff. nice for the artist to have something to do, somewhere to go having already planned and spent all the money to get there. That's right. Um, Only to walk into a war zone. Yeah, which is exactly what many of them walked you into. I think that's an exaggeration. 
It is not. Please, yeah, check the videotape. <laughs> and Julie, Julie, as you had had a table there, are they letting you guys know that you will have your table at the next event if uh, if people are able to? Do you know? Well, yet? I, as far as I know, because I haven't been told otherwise, uh, we better effing better still have our table. See <laughs> oh. now, you know, we shelled out the money. We we all paid in advance. We all signed our contracts in advance, and at the bottom of our contract, it actually says if the show is canceled or postponed, you know, for any reason that the management isn't in control of, it will be honored. So as far as I know, I still have a table. <laughs> okay. I believe it. And, I mean, Wicked Little Studio has done Boston Comic Con uh, for n not nine years, but we've done nine shows with them because it used to be back when the show was, you know, three or four times a year. <laughs> 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 in a tiny little basement room. Oh, oh yeah. Tiny, tiny. There were mushrooms. That's how basementy it was. No, yeah. there, were, there, there were little alleyways and alcoves and, and weird. I was always in the land of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> I was in like the side room that you couldn't actually see. And it was funny because oh. the last time I was in there, it wound up being like me and Sarah Richard. And it was Sarah's first con. Oh, and it just God. makes me laugh because I think back to that tiny little room and now she's up for an Eisner Award and it's like, oh my God, I knew her when. And at the <laughs> same time, I'm kind of like, man, I want a career. <laughs> That's you way better than my story about being stuck in a very small space for a very long time with a guy who one of the first things he told me was that he hated Buffy the Vampire Slayer because he thought that show was just too feminist. And oh. then I didn't punch him in the face, so I was happy. Speaking of punching people in the face at cons, you guys will love this one. <laughs> and, uh, so will my friends over at uh, Bad Wolf, the Boston area online Doctor Who fans, because they, I have learned that there's a certain thing called like fan etiquette and that is when it comes to a hardcore fandom, you never actually say something that could potentially piss off everyone in the room. I'm at this tiny little one-day show. It was their first show ever. It was in December. It was a fantastic show. But this one fangirl is going through my book, and she sees that I have, you know, several Doctor Who things, because I'm a huge Whovian. I always have been since I was a kid. And I had you know, some rows, and I hadn't drawn Amy and Rory yet just because I didn't want to really draw them until I'd gotten to know the characters better. So I only had one piece of them. And she's like, well, I'm just glad you don't have Donna because anybody who likes Donna needs to be kicked in the face. Ooh. What? <laughs> to which I stand up all, you know, five foot seven of me. But I have a big presence when I get angry. It's the Irish. And uh, I just look at her and I'm like... Well, I guess I need to be kicked in the face then. I have never seen someone turn so many shades of white and just hightail it. <laughs> she was like, oh, shoot, I just pissed off someone. I'm going to run away now. I just pissed off an artiste. All what right, to be fair, I hate Donna, but what a dick thing to say. Yeah, it is. You, yeah. you don't say that to someone. And then she also wound up looking at a woman who happened to be ginger and had a baby stroller and it was just oh my god are you cosplaying amy oh no lord. dude she just had a kid and she happens to be ginger get over oh, it lord. what yeah 
Yeah. There are issues there. Oh, so severe issues. Awkward fan. She was also <laughs> talking about, without like, you. the only good doctor is Eleven. Um, uh, what? what? Right. Okay. So clearly okay. someone who's actually never probably seen any of the Tenant episodes. Yeah, you have to assume that. You have to assume that she's never seen David Tennant. Yeah. Or Tom Partway or Tom Baker. <laughs> I know, and I started with Baker. Well, well, that's so. beside the point. You at least have to assume she's never seen David Tennant. Yeah. Right. Because... Yeah. <laughs> he gives me warms. He gives everybody warms. I got news for you. Absolutely. It's, it's true, and my girlfriend makes fun of me because whenever, like... I watch David Tennant episodes, and they wind up, you know, doing something where he cries. I'm bawling on the couch. Aww. So now, whenever she like wants to make fun of me, she sends me the GIF of David crying in the rain, and I'm just like, I hate you, and have all the feels. <laughs> to which my friends were like, You realize your tears just make him stronger, and I'm like, Okay, it's worth it. <laughs> now we all know how to troll Julie. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> okay, we're all searching for the gift now, sweet potato. You're dead. I hate you all! <laughs> He's on oh, you kidding? That's the image for this week's post. <laughs> it probably is. Just him crying in the rain. That's right. <laughs> or even right. better, there's another one I've seen on Tumblr that's just, why would you post that? <laughs> I, I think the one for this post should be the one um, where David Tennant walks up to John Barrowman and kisses him. I was there. I saw that. Oh my god! I'm, I I can always watch that. I, um. I feel I feel the need to touch your hand. Just yeah. best day of my life. Oh um, yes, Zombrari, <laughs> darling. Yes. Speaking speaking of Doctor Who and Bad Wolf and and, and all kinds of cool stuff, uh, you have some interesting news about uh, the season finale of this season. I do. Ooh. Dun dun dun! If you are attempting to live a spoiler-free existence, number one, I don't know why you're listening to our show, <laughs> but you should um, turn it off for at least a full. Go listen to Disney right Radio now. for a little bit. La 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 la. <laughs> no lying though. All right, so um, the season finale title has been announced, and it's. Called drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. Oh man, somebody get me that sound. Brianna, what are you gonna get that? I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Um, it's called the doctor's name. <gasps> and apparently, oh. apparently, Stephen Moffat even tweeted that he, I forget the exact wording, but basically, it was like, I'm not trolling you guys. There's legit going to be a big reveal about the doctor something you do not know something you did not know before something big is going to be revealed in the season finale shit is going down shit is going down <laughs> and Alex Kingston is back for the season finale absolutely fantastic and we know that she knows his name and ah. I'm really hoping my my big joy in life would be if she gets mad at him and calls him his full name like <laughs> your parents use your middle name when they're really oh, upset with you I hope she so yells funny. at him and uses his full name like by accident but at the same time she also still hasn't actually learned it because he didn't whisper her name his name when they got married that you saw they could have done it off camera no no 
Because it's literally, look in my left eye, and then boom, the 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 time crisis is solved. That's right. Yeah, it couldn't be. I apologize. I have this really annoying brain that keeps track of the most asinine details. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe they screwed their own continuity. Like, well, that's happened all the time with Moffat. Moffat is against Moffat's continuity. Not good with continuity. Exactly. You're my dad. You're my tiny little dad. We never hear of Amy's parents again. <laughs> Amy's parents are never again mentioned. Although, X was very excited last week. They brought some characters of that stone back and stuff that were from other time streams. Oh, yeah. And he was very excited about that. Oh, on, on Hyde? Is that the name of that one? Yeah, it was where they were ghost hunting. Last Saturday. Yes. yes. Oh, that was a lovely episode. I liked that I one. still haven't Terrific seen episode. it. I still haven't seen it. It's very good. Let's put it this way. It's just Terrific. Yes. Well, and yeah. also, speaking of Doctor Who, April 23rd was, was this week. I yes. get okay. why that's important. What? Uh, did something yeah, happen? I was going to say something, but I completely forgot. Well, 23 is an important number in Doctor Who, right? 23 yes. is always an important number. Why are there hashtags everywhere? Uh, all over my body. All, all over th- me, hash marks. Just because, you know, again, my brain works in weird ways when it comes to making connections. It's disturbing to watch movies with me. Just never do it. Um, <laughs> I'm watching The uh, Dark Knight Rises, and I'm going, Oh my god, it's Owen! Why does Owen always die? <laughs> uh, yeah, in the middle of the movie theater, keep in mind. Nice. Uh, That's the way it should be, yeah, sweetie. But, but that gave you something, you know, other people something to think about during that movie. So It's it's true. So uh, everybody knows, who knows me, knows I'm a huge DC fangirl, and I'm also a Whovian, and I'm a brown coat and all this other stuff. But, you're um, such a geek, Jolie. I am. I'm such a geek. It's so tragic, and you're, I love it. You're an eclectic geek. I am. <laughs> But I'm also, like, a, a media geek. Like, I love TV. I love movies. I love animation more than comics because comics are harder to move when you move, you know, every year. <laughs> this is true. So I, I did really get into Arrow, and I was I, – I do love Arrow, and I freaked out because I knew John Barrowman was going to be on it. And then when I found out Alex Kingston was going to be on it, I, I did the John Barrowman, I just kissed David Dennett fangirl swee. All right. Do it right now. Oh! <laughs> Oh, yes! Okay, in typical Harry Got Sally fashion, uh, I'll have what she's having. Go on. Right. Oh, boy. So, uh, and just the two of them wound up getting to talking, basically be like, Captain Jack and River Song should have their own show. And I'm like, make this a thing! Oh, God, did you see who was on uh, Arrow this week? No, no, I didn't. Not yet. Nope. But I, I really love Arrow too, Julie. I, I'm loving me some Arrow. It's a ter- it's a terrific show. It's what a sleeper. I never really thought that was going to go anywhere, and wow, I was you hated it. You have to like take anything that's on TV and and totally just be like it's a totally different universe and not expect it to hold to canon in any way. And it and- doesn't. <laughs> and just enjoy it for what it Especially is. Especially on Fox. where you're not living your own life. Arrow's not yeah, on absolutely. Fox. I'm sorry, not Fox. What are they? CW. It's CW. WB CW. or whatever, yeah. Yes, CW. <laughs> yep. Dave, the 90s called again. Yeah, WB. <laughs> like That's their, what they used to do, right? I still call it WB. 
I still want the fucking dancing frog. Michigan J Frog. Hello, my honey. Hello, my oh, baby. Hello, my <laughs> just to, just to They had really good cartoons. The they did. They used to air the oh. DCAU. Batman Beyond, man. Speaking yeah, they of had Superman animated series and all that stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Before, just to take it away from Doctor Who for a moment, speaking of people what? from shows on other shows we like. Yes. See who's going to be on Warehouse 13 as a bad guy. <laughs> I think Julie's might have heard. <laughs> because he was also on Doctor Who. Oh, that's right. He was. That's Oddly right. enough, yes, he was. Uh, see, series played... two, episode three. Oddly, nothing. He's fabulous. He, I'd be surprised if he wasn't on Doctor Who. So if, well, if you're British, Doctor you're on Doctor Who. That's kind of how it goes. So we'll let we'll let Dead Redhead actually say who it is. Yeah, please, Dead Redhead. From from of late from Doctor Who, but even more of late from Buffy, Anthony Head is going to be on Warehouse 13. I am so excited because we really haven't seen him do a whole lot other than the Doctor Who episodes. We haven't seen him do much since Buffy. Uh, Merlin. Except Merlin. Yeah, he he did do Merlin. Yeah. He was a major recurring role. No, see, told you, I watched one episode, couldn't even get through it, stopped watching, didn't even know he was on it. Uh, I was prepping for BCC, and the only channel that was coming through on my TV was actually uh, BBC, and it just started marathoning Merlin. I only heard his voice. I didn't actually pay attention to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for Doctor Who to start. (laughs) Or Kitchen Nightmares. might have been Kitchen Nightmares. But he gets to be a bad guy, and I'm so happy because he's he plays a good bad guy. He plays a really good bad guy, or a really bad. He also is an amazing Frankenfurter. I was just gonna say that. I'm sorry, Dead Redhead. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. I've heard him sing those songs, and well, we all know that he was musically trained as well. And yes, if you get to see or hear when he was doing Frankenfurter. It's, it's on YouTube. Oh, you ought to get that link in the, in the, in the, uh, in the show page. I will try to find it. It might melt the internet if we put that. He, he's probably not as stuck up as James Marsters and Winter, go ahead and add, add James to the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody else who's never going to be on the show. <laughs> Sorry, Dead Redhead. Yeah. Anyhow, no, he's a great actor, but he's kind of a yeah, kind, anyway. kind of a bad wolf. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Speaking of really, really good animation and really cool animation, Futurama was now canceled for the fourth time. Yes, yep. but Matt <laughs> Groening has said that this is it. He's done. Did yeah. you say Groening? Gronig. Oh, macaroni. Okay. It sounded like macaroni, but that's okay. I heard macaroni too, but that's because I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm only on one Red Bull and no coffee today. Hot damn. (laughs) Kiana, can we go to the store and get get some Kraft Mac when we're done? Um, (laughs) yes. So, right now, Futurama is doing its seventh season on Comedy Central. It will be its last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will get them to 140 episodes, 
which has been going on for 11, uh, 10 years. Well, yes. not consecutively, though. But not consecutively. <laughs> it first aired on Fox from 99 to 2003, brought back with four direct DVD movies. Uh, the Comedy Central aired as episodes by cutting them in half and launched it again in 2010. Hmm. Uh, they've earned six Emmy Awards for Outstanding Animated Programming, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. There was, some a, of the f- there was a list on io9 this week about um, um, TV or movies or plots that just sucker punch you, and, and Futurama definitely makes the top of the list. because Okay, every time I go to watch it, it's always the same episode, and I end up crying like a bitch. Yes, there is one episode of Futurama where you're basically a cold-hearted like bastard if you don't cry snake horrible person. you you basically like you Cry's have to dead cr- dog. you have to cry because <laughs> it's the saddest thing ever fries dead dog if you there are two things you must do with that episode one is cry and the other is sing along it's true yeah it is true I'm working on something. Oh my god, what just happened? Have you seen that episode, Dead Redhead? I do not believe so. Alright. And I've but seen several episodes. It's like the most it. aired one, I swear. It's on like it's once a month. Because Comedy Central likes to troll us. It, it, it is, it is. Like, it is. Hey, okay, you know so brief do? brief synopsis. Um Fry finds I think the fossilized remains of his dead dog. And he tries to resurrect his dead dog via cloning technique or something. And then um, he goes through this whole process and then realizes that his dog lived out a good long life and he was going to just let him rest in peace. Which was all well and good. Until you Mm -hmm. get to the very end. Where you sort of see, you know, Fry and the puppy. It's kind of a montage. And they're best of friends. This is like Fox and the Hound style tear jerking. Like, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, like, awful. It's, it's horrible. And then, and then, and then goes, of course, Fry disappears because he got cryo frozen. And you see this dog wait for him as the background changes and the no, dog ages. I will and all of a forever. sudden, the dog just li- lies down and doesn't get up again. While he's still yeah. waiting for Fry to it come back. It's like five years through the winter, spring, summer, fall. Just the dog lying there waiting for Fry. Lying there horrible. Until he dies. Sad. It's the saddest look- thing in the world. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's like, I'm kind of crying a little bit horrible. right now just thinking about it. It's so sad. I'm cuddling my cat. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to watch it again. I, I won't put myself through that. No. Yeah. No. But even Philip DeFranco mentioned that it's the best episode, but at the same time, he 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 hates it. It's the worst episode. Oh yeah, yeah. And we all hate it because it suckers us every single time we watch it, and it does get aired like once a month. It does. Okay, so that's one of the best episodes. It is the one where you're like, oh my gosh, you have. If you want to know how to do storytelling and character development on a normally funny show and you want to talk about something serious, here is how to do it. No, here is yeah, how it's... not to do it. And no. universally <laughs> appealing. I, I, think, I don't want to watch that. I, I, I want think Fry's Dog is the Zeppo episode of uh, Futurama. It's the same as the character development of Xander in that episode of Buffy. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, totally is. It's terrific, yeah. And it, it, isn't it actually called Jurassic Bark? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Oh! That's the title. Jurassic Bark, yep. Well, I know. I know. We, need, we need to shift gears really Everybody quick. Oh my god, that was horrible. Okay. Boobies. All right. Okay, so. I have something really happy and childlike and full of wonder and joy. Naked John Behrman. Awesome. More childlike. Oh, but less pornographic. John Behrman with puppies. John Behrman with kittens. I can't. Talk. Pixar, when they are about to release a new movie, every time they redecorate their building so that you are in the world of that movie, and the pictures have been released of the Monsters University decorations, they're adorable and hysterical. They had a day for the press, during which they made them go through freshman orientation. (laughs) Have you actually been to the Monsters University website that's actually set up like a real college university website? No. It even gives you a list of the classes, like campus life, whole nine. Speaking of, Nathan Fillion is going to be in that. (gasps) Kriana might actually go see it with me. No, I won't. I hate Pixar. (laughs) Fine, I'll go see it with you, doll. Oh, yes, it's a date. There we go. All right, well, I have something historical, at least. There and is a petition. That's my other nerdum history. There is a petition to get a commemorative plaque at Isaac Asimov's 1940s home. It's over yes. 2,000 signatures, and I quote IO9, show that the good doctor still has a posse. Oh. Hell yes. <laughs> it's now over 3,000 signatures, and it Amazing. needs about 2,000 more. Very cool. We're there. I, I'm doing Fans. it right now. Fans, do it. The dead yeah. redhead commands Every, it. Everybody needs to do it. Everybody needs to do it. Agreed. 3,075 now. There we go. I will get my whip out if you guys don't. Ooh. I will get my whip out if you sign it. How's there that? you go. <laughs> <laughs> Is and it bad that I have a Garfunkel and Oates hand job in my head because they say Isaac Asimov? What? <laughs> Nothing is bad about Garfunkel. I don't even know where that came from. All right. So, um... I, I love this one commenter. Omega Lazarus says, I like Asimov's bitchin' chops. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have a yummy story. Yeah, yummy. Go. Yes. We have um, somebody who apparently is called, let me get their name again here. Good luck it's... with this. Okay. Cryptocurium. Oh. How do you like that? Cryptocurium. <laughs> and this is uh, folks who are making homemade specialized candies, specifically uh, crystal skulls made out of sugar and Cthulhu's, Cthulhu statues made out of white chocolate that is, is dyed green. And they have Cthulhu candy bars and but the crystal skulls are the coolest thing. We'll have the link up. It is. It looks so delicious and evil at the same time. And I'm, I can't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm offering right now. We we want you to be a sponsor for the for the podcast. Yes, please. We we, we want you to be a sponsor. Did I say that? Yes. Yes. We want you to be a sponsor. Just say. Go look at their stuff, guys. It's really really. <laughs> it yummy. looks incredibly cool. 
Um, oh, Kickstarter project of the week. I yes. have an incredible, incredible Kickstarter project. Uh, it's called Wish I Was Here by Zach Braff. Yes. Zach Braff, who you may remember from Scrubs. Yes. And Garden State. You may remember from Garden State. And the Brita water filter commercial. <laughs> Getting rid of Brita. Oh, we're That's on right. Brita. <laughs> now, Bagel. the idea was <laughs> Zach wants to do his second movie, much like Garden State. Part of it is set inside a Comic-Con, which is why there's any tie-in here whatsoever. Um, he went to pitch the movie to a bunch of money people who said, yeah, we'll give you the money, but uh, we don't really want you to do it this way. We'd like you to do it this way. We don't really want this person in the movie. We'd like this person in the movie. Blah, and blah, blah. So he said, you know what? I'm going to take it to Kickstarter and ask for $2 million. He said, and I quote, screw you guys and you him. <laughs> yeah, really. I think that would, would does you know, you hear these stories and somebody's like, I want to do this this great thing, you know, the the infamous Superman one. Hey, let's get polar bears to guard Superman's fortress of solitude. Right. What? <laughs> exactly. Why does he need a freaking guard? He doesn't. Enough saying. In any case, the Is that why he project, has robots? The project well, he's got that yesterday. big door with the key. <laughs> And no one can Project. lift except him? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like he's hiding it. It's like Whoa. Thor's key. It's just too big. No one's strong enough. Yet Batman gets in there all the time. Just like the yeah, hammer that's thing. Diff- that's totally different, though. I-, I can't pronounce the hammer thing. We know about this. It's, it's like Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I just pretend I have marbles in my mouth when I'm trying to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean Thor's the only person that really needs to know how to say it anyway. So yeah, I, I yeah. start with an M and then go to an L N and then end with an R. One it's kind of like Mule Deer. <laughs> Gary Mule Deer. Stop! Yes. Hammer is named Gary Mule Deer. So so I I, I just it. have to conclude that Chris Helmsworth really sucked at saying it in the Thor movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because that's what I was basing my pronunciation on. So here's here's the one thing I wanted to talk about, Zach Braff, and we'll put the link to it, yada, yada, yada. They launched it yesterday, April 24th. Today is April 25th, the day that we're taping it. He was looking for a $2 million goal. As of now, he has $1,669,000. That's really fast. In one freaking day go him uh i do know that philip defranco talked about it yesterday on um his youtube channel yes, and he, he mentioned that he was donating to it and members of the philly d nation such as myself uh usually kind of go and do whatever he says here's here's the freaking <laughs> part okay normally you see these huge donation edges you know there's the $20 pledge there's the $50 pledge there's the $100 pledge and that's where like a lot of people sit okay on this one there's a $10,000 pledge they're all gone there's a $9,000 pledge there are only eight left there's an $8,000 pledge there's a couple of those left there's a $7,000 pledge there's one left what do you give somebody for $10,000 or ten? Uh, I don't want to say. You're a cast member. 
you get a part in the movie. I'll put you in a scene we're shooting and write a line just for you. We'll give you the star treatment, hair, makeup, wardrobe, and a place to practice your line. We'll shoot it in August in L.A., so if you'd like to walk in roll to complement your credit, you'll need to be available then. Okay, fair enough. That's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. For $5,000, all the $5,000 backers are gone. What Personal do you get? guest at a premiere and after party in New York City. 5,000 personal guests at the premiere in L.A. They're all gone. For 2,500, be an extra. There are 20 left. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, I mean, wow. you know, he's, he's got some great, cool stuff going on here. And I mean, yeah, you know, you could, you could pledge 5,000, you can pledge 2,000, or frankly, you can pledge 30 bucks you can pledge ten dollars yep and i mean it's incredibly cool zach i i wish you good luck you've already you you're, you're damn close to making it already like halfway in the second there day. no he's more than halfway there he's he's got less than a uh, quarter of a million left to go yeah because he's at uh one million six hundred sixty nine thousand something yeah that's so craziness Good yep. for him. Right? Um, Good for you, dude. So, Zach, if you'd like to come on the show and talk about this, you're welcome yes. to any damn time. Can I come back when he's on? Yes, you can. Hell yeah. yeah. You absolutely can. With your bitchin' chops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <Bad> wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a theme tonight. You know, last week we talked about like Netflix and and some and Hulu producing their uh, original programming, mm -hmm. and uh, the first one of them debuted this last week. Uh, Netflix premiered uh, Hemlock Grove, and I did happen to catch it. I have three words for you. Oh, my. God. See, that could have been one word if he just said OMG. Uh, no, that well, but it would have been three letters. This is three letters, and I mean, it and is as creepy as American Horror Story ever was at its worst. I re this gets really close to out creeping it. It's really now. I've only seen the first two episodes, but the first two episodes, I'm just sitting and and and, 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 and I'm doing a lot of that. So can an average person see this without, you know, finding somebody from another country where they can download it? <laughs> or, you know, spend the seven bucks on Netflix. Net I was going to say, I think Netflix is more than just U.S., isn't it? Yeah, and you can just do a 30-day uh, a free trial with Netflix, too. Oh, you can do that. I actually have Netflix. And since so Netflix that... produces, I bet they can show it wherever they want to. Yep. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can. I it's have to check really, this out. Uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of indescribable. It's it's a lot like Twin Peaks, but it's a lot harsher than Twin Peaks ever was. That's on my Netflix queue. Yeah, Yay. it's well worth it. Well worth it. That and Earth Two. I remember that show. Uh, Earth Two. Why is that? Oh because God. for because nostalgia. Okay. I, You'll be annoyed with Tim Curry. I loved that show when I was like six. <laughs> I thought it was really amusing. 
But you grew up, honey. I know, but I haven't seen it in the intervening years. I'm... And you will be disappointed. I know. <laughs> Everything from my childhood disappoints me. Damn you, gummy bears! <laughs> oh, now that's going to be stuck in my head for a week. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> Julie, are you doing your uh, your Batman impersonation? <laughs> no, no, that's just my... No, 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 no. No, that's just my... Oh, I hate you. Seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Dead Redhead, since yeah. we're not doing anything in any order of anything anymore, you want to talk about this week's Facebook poll? Sure, I can do that. So, in honor of... Boston. 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 In order of Boston. Oh, that was almost New York. In honor of Boston. Come on. Boston. So we asked, in order of the great city of Boston, what is your favorite Boston-based sci-fi story? Wicked sci-fi. And we have... (laughs) (laughs) That's pissa. It was a pissa. It's bitchin'. I've never actually heard anyone say pissa. Oh, I clearly haven't hung out with me enough. I guess not. <laughs> so we went through, and unbelievably, even Kriana voted this week. I voted two did. times. And Sombrarian did as well. So. Vote early and vote often. Oh, That's the sci-fi Saturday night motto. <laughs> Pretend it's Chicago with a... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so we, Moving our, on. Our top three started with number three. Wonder Woman, as done by George Perez. Woo! I thought you were going to say Perez Hilton, and I was like, what? what? No. Oh, no, 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 no. George Perez did one of the best runs of Wonder Woman ever. So. Okay. And so at number two, this one is a local favorite, and it's certainly a favorite on this show. And I actually thought that was going to be number one for a while. But coming in at number two is Fringe. Yay! Woot! We're With still gets dumb. extra props. Dumb! I voted for Fringe. I am amazed. I am absolutely amazed. Where's and quite frankly, delighted. That's that was the best one. Actually, that may be the only one I'd seen on the list. So, <laughs> but then, but then, Dead Redhead pointed out that Tom Snagoski's books, while maybe not necessarily sci-fi are also in Boston, and I was like, you're right, so then I voted for that, too. Now, I would also like to agree with the aforementioned commenter who noted that The Handmaid's Tale is neither sci-fi nor good. <laughs> and I would like to let both of you know that your opinion is bad, and you should feel bad. Um, <laughs> girl fight! Girl fight! Oh, sorry. And we even had one person who did vote for the album covers for the band Boston. Uh, but And we also had some interesting ones. Um, our beloved um, guest tonight did remind us that the question was out of Boston. Yes. Thank you, Julie. I had forgotten about that. And we also had the remembrance that the comic book character of Dead Man, his name is actually Boston Brand. I'd, yep. I'd forgotten that, but it was, a, it was an odd week last week. And then we also okay. had our fa- one of our other favorite guests, Peter Finton. Peter did add his character because his character was out of uh, Boston. And, and my that... comic actually is in his comic. Oh, there you go. I make oh, a little guest like you. Comic-ception. <laughs> oh, and that's the Monitor's Guild, is that correct? 
Yes. Yes. For Peter Vinton. Hi, Peter. We love you, too. But number one, coming in at number one is Pickman's Model by H.P. Lovecraft. It's scary, and it was actually done on one of uh, Rod Serling's Night Gallery shows. Lovecraft wins again. You know, the man's always winning. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. Every time we have something of Lovecraft in the poll, he wins. I think the Lovecraft Society gets in there and and votes or something. You know. I'm I'm thinking they're just on enough bad wolves around, but that's something else. What, bad wolf? Yeah. (laughs) So we will come up with another one for another poll for next week. In DC Comics and Movie News, the Justice League movie announced a director, but only if the Superman movie doesn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) So Justice League is not going forward. You have to understand, the previews for the new Superman movie already are so much better than... Any one of the other ones to this point, yeah. Yes. I think it looks good. I'm I excited. mean, when you have Kevin Spacey in your movie and the movie still sucks, that just yeah. tells you something. Yeah, that's really bad. Because well, he's never bad. Uh, uh, well, I'm hoping, as, as much as, you know, having a Superman movie makes no sense at all, I'm hoping that this is a good one. I mean, seriously, how do you take a guy who's invincible and invulnerable and make it, where's the story? Because he's human. It's he's not human. He's Kryptonian. It's about the man, <laughs> the humanity of him, you know? Kryptonian. I, I need to stay away from this debate because I, I get people really you don't like mad Superman? when I get to this. You don't like so, Superman. anyhow, if. He bores me. <laughs> oh. I'm the last Kryptonian. I'm all alone. Except for the dog, the cat, the horse, my cousin. And hey, mom's making meatloaf. Gotta go. And don't forget the bottle of Candor. Yeah. The bottled city, of, which even showed up in Big Bang Theory. That's true. It did. <laughs> so, anyhow, if the movie doesn't suck, Justice League will get made, and Warner Brothers has signed. Zack Snyder to direct it, which is interesting given Zack's background in The 300, Watchman, Dawn of the Dead, and my absolute favorite, not Sucker Punch. <laughs> but it at least shows that he can do an ensemble cast. Yeah, The Watchman was pretty good. Thank you. If, yeah, if I, you were high. Well, hey, I was. I love The Watchman. So. And it still has one of the best sex scenes I've ever seen in a superhero oh, no, movie. Don't so Rorschach, well, don't get dumb started about blue penises. No, again. please, no, 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 yeah, no, I, not I, that I, one. I, the one on the ship. Oh, oh, no! How could you do that, Julie? How could you do that? That's Cause, terrible. Because I'm a terrible human being. That's well, how I, I can do that. Horrible, and I love you dearly. So Snyder is set to direct. But it's still contingent. They're still kind of hedging their bet on it, saying unless Superman doesn't tank, it's not going to happen. Because DC makes horrible movies. They make cartoons, though. Yes, they make wonderful cartoons. cartoons. They make sucky movies. Yeah, but now Bruce Timm is no longer part of the DCAU. He stepped down. Oh. 
the kingpin. I cried. Part of my child died. That could be bad. Do you like the Green Lantern show? The Young Justice? Oh, Young Justice was brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's great. I loved it. It's great stuff happening there, but when it comes to a big shot movie, they blow. uh, Look at the Green Lantern movie, for God's sake. Uh, That's just because they, they. If he had been, if Ryan Reynolds had been cast as, I don't know, Wally West, it could have been brilliant because he can play that kind of character. He couldn't play Hal Jordan. It's why everybody wants him back as Deadpool, because he is the merc with the mouth. You can't put a slapsticky, sarcastic, smart-alecky actor as a serious military role. It doesn't work. I was going to say, Hal Jordan is a pretty complex character. (laughs) You actually need an actor. Who can act and isn't just abs. It's true. So it really should have been Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> How about John Barrowman? <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's got the jo- I, he's got the jaw, but yeah, that he does. Because he has a lantern jaw. Da da da. Yes. And uh, I, but I will forever remember. Green Lantern very fondly as being the last time I got to hear Michael Clark Duncan's voice and I got to hear him say the word poozer. Yeah. <laughs> was that his last film? Yeah, I think it was. Wow. Poor man. No wonder he died. Oh, no. That's not, <gasps> that's not right. <laughs> that is so wrong. That movie was bad. Well, yeah, it was. I'm just saying. It was written really bad, I thought. It was written bad. It was directed badly. The was CGI was badly. horrible. You know, they said they had Jeff Jones, like, helping them with the movie, and it didn't seem like that at all because he's, like, the most ultimate Green Lantern genius, you know, ever, pretty well, much. Well, so. what probably happened, Dave, is it's like, again, once when Jeff Jones was like, okay, we're going to have him do this, and some executive in Hollywood was it's like, like, no, we're going to do it this way. But it's Janet saying, Oh, let's have him do this. That sucks. He's writing his last episode of Green... That issue of Green Lantern 2 next month. Last one. So they say. Yeah. Well, it's his last one. He's going on because he's in charge of, like, all the comics now or something. Yeah. So in, in other great... Hey, let's let an executive figure out how to do the movie. Why the hell is Tom Cruise doing the Man from Uncle movie? Why the hell is Tom Cruise Napoleon Solo? Oh my god! I'm sorry, I'm screaming. I don't mean to scream. They're, <laughs> now they're now he's desiccating, desecrating one of my favorites. No, no, no. I thought defecating. you were saying defecating. I was she like, was defecating. <laughs> Why is Tom? Cruise I hate that man so much, so- and I grew up on. All those really cool spy shows in the sixties. Yeah, I spy. Ruining another one of my shows. It's going to be Wild Wild West all over again. Oh God! Don't say that. I'm telling you. There was all. I mean, Kevin Klein and Kenneth Branagh. How can you go wrong? Oh, that's how. That's how. Is there going to be a really amazing brand new rap song? And Selma Hayek, because hey, that's what I made still that have movie. Wild Wild West by Will Smith on my art shuffle list. Uh, when I'm outside, it's just out like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ski, you guys. I'm getting hit. 
And Kenneth Branagh is not Megalito Loveless. No. Not now, He's not, not ever. And Kenneth? speaking of all that, speaking of bad choices, did you hear who they wanted to play Lobo in the movie? The Rock? Nope. Will Smith. Oh, God, no. The Rock I actually makes sense. Out. Yeah, I could see The Rock, but not Lobo. I mean, Will, uh, Will Smith. Will Smith is going to play an intergalactic Harley bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. <laughs> Who's all about bitches and booze. Yeah, no kidding. Well, that's the, the Will Smith I know and love. That role. Like, no, that's not the Will Smith I know and love. And once again, what company are we talking about? DC. DC. You know what other bad choices they make? I just, while we were talking about it a couple minutes ago, I got a new um, notification for one of the fashion blogs I read. And it's Matt Bomer hanging out, walking around with Clark Kent hair and a plaid shirt and the glasses. And the fashion blog has pointed out that he's basically reminding the producers of the new Superman movie what could have been. And I'm kind of in agreement with them. He would have been so awesome. Who is this? Matt Bomer. Oh my gosh, he's on White Collar. He's the most oh, attractive man oh, oh, in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. being an awkward turtle. <laughs> Google it. I'll wait. <laughs> that was not a request. That was an order. Oh. Google it. She'll wait. <laughs> what about some Klingon karaoke, guys? I don't want to do Klingon karaoke. Klingons don't want to do karaoke. I want to keep looking at pictures of Matt Bomer looking like Clark Kent because he's adorable. Okay, was I supposed Matt to bring up what else happened this weekend with like BCC not being BCC? Is that supposed to happen? We did that already. Yeah, but like where people went and stuff. Oh, yeah, we could talk about that for a while. Where, do, where did you end up? Oh, this is really funny because um, it turns out where I ended up, we didn't get, the people who showed up on Saturday didn't actually get mentioned in the newsletter. And we all thought it was really funny because it was like, oh, we're not published. We don't matter. Oh. But we understand. <laughs> we understand it was just a, it, it, he had way too much on his plate, so we were just happy that we got to go and, like, hang out with people. So we actually didn't care. But it, it is this huge joke with a lot of uh, Boston-area artists and artists. New England artists that, we're not published, we don't matter. So where did you end up and who were you with? I ended up at Larry's Comics up in Lowell. Myself oh, nice. and Kendra, who's my business partner, we were both there. She was selling her amigurumi and I was selling my art and my jewelry. And we got there because of the absolutely fantastic, love him to the ends of the earth, one of my biggest, like, biffles and cheerleaders for my art, Jason Casey, who's an amazing illustrator out of New Hampshire. And we were there with uh, Alan Birdstrom and Enrique Savoy Jr. and Enrique, or Zeke. He's just, he's a personality you can't miss at any Boston area show. He's a force of nature. He is a force of nature. He's a force of nature. He's a doll. He gives the best hugs in the universe. I love Zeke. Um, Scott Hamilton was also there from Hamiltoons. Um, Alex Hormick was there, who's a friend of mine. We actually used to work in Chatham at competing delis. 
and we find it really funny we're both in the same industry again. <laughs> uh, then, let's see, uh, my dear, dear, dear friend Ted Woods, who came all the way out from Michigan to do Boston Comic Con, and who was stuck in his hostel all week, uh, came up and he did it too. And then, there was, oh god, am I missing anybody? It was Alan, see, I think those were all the people that weren't mentioned on the, on the list, and I'm probably forgetting somebody, which makes me a horrible human being, but still, and that's why, you know, I can't actually fault anyone for forgetting us off the list, because I'm sitting here going, who else was there? I don't remember. But, uh... Three of my biggest fans and best friends showed up, and that made me very happy. So we had the Booster Gold, the best Booster Gold in the world, the Booster Gold of Boston, Krabby Beetle, and Power Girl showed up. <laughs> Krabby so, Beetle? Yes, he's Blue Beetle, but his his Facebook fan page is Krabby Beetle, because <laughs> we joke that he will fall asleep anywhere, and we need to make him a Snorlax costume to fit into the Blue Beetle backpack. <laughs> So that he can then take it out and just slip it on like it's a giant, like, blanket slash snuggie slash footy pajama. And then just fold the head over and the head has a pillow in the back so he can just pass out anywhere. And just be oh a sleeping God. Snorlax in a corner. This, we'll be rich. I know, right? Whatever cosplayer finally does it. There we go. This needs to be on Think Geek so that I can buy one right now. I know, right? I wish and wear I could it on the tea. Oh, it should also be waterproof so you can wear it on the tea and go to sleep on the tea. That'd be cool. Be careful when you sleep on the tea, though. So there were a bunch of published artists there as well? I mean, comic book, I mean, who have books and comics and stuff no, there, there as were, well? They were there the second day, and I wasn't there the second day. I only went up for Saturday. I didn't realize it was going to be a two-day thing. <laughs> <laughs> But I was really grateful that Larry just opened up his doors for a free event. Anybody could come in. There was donuts. There was pizza. There was just cool people. There was other comic book shops that showed up. And then they did the same thing on Sunday. And then also I know that Kamikaze did something. I know that Jetpack did something. Um, I know So basically, too, right? just like everything, Boston was awesome in the surrounding area. It's true. And nerds yes. just band together. Because nerds of a feather do flock together. And together. Uh, wow. Nerds of a feather, we geek out together. We do. We do. Julie, I can't thank you enough for being with us tonight. You I'm know, so we were kind of hanging around going, what the hell? What the hell? You know? And then all of a sudden, Kriana and I were talking this afternoon, and she goes, we really don't have anyone for tonight. And I said, geez, I'd really love to have Julie on tonight. I wonder if I can get hold of her. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I was actually wondering if I was going to be contacted this year because I know you guys finally had me on for the first time last year. And then I was like, I don't want to bug them and be like, can I be on your show again? You can, you know, you can bug us fun. anytime, sweetheart. I try anytime. to be. Anytime. Well, you are. And we love having you here. You got any, any appearances or anything coming up in the future, in the near future? I do. I have three Plug. in the month of May. Plug. Awesome. Plug away, please. All right. So I am going to be at Free Comic Book Day with my amazing friends at Granite State. I know, not Granite State. At Granite State. <laughs> Rewind. They run Granite State, which is Double Midnight Comics in and Manchester, we'll see you New Hampshire. There. Yay! 
And this will be my second year doing Free Comic Book Day with them. They are fantastic. I love them for having Kendra and myself. Uh, they are going to have the biggest cosplay competition for Free Comic Book Day in the U.S. With amazing celebrity hosts such as Belle Cher. And, of course, the best booster girl in the world, my dear friend Booster. <laughs> who also does a Vic Sage cosplay. So, again, da-da-da, the question. So hearts uh nicole marie jean will also be there as a cosplay judge i believe and same with mcdonald who is mr t yes yes and then i have on do to do the 12th i'm going to be doing a show in oh i should have had this right in front of me i feel like a horrible human being Bad plug, Julie. <laughs> Bad news, bears. Where are you? Where are you? Emails, emails. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a subject. The chick pee. <laughs> Neither a chick nor a pee. Discuss. Okay. So um, I'm doing a thing with Comics Explosion, and that'll be on May 12th. And unfortunately, I think the link is in their attachment, and my phone is not open. Open the door and attachment phone. There it is. <clears throat> Uh, I am horrible with like things. Self promotion. Okay. Yeah, I am. I really. You'd think I'd be prepared, but it's going to be on May twelfth uh, at four twenty two Summer Street in Arlington, Mass, at the Ed Burns Arena, and it's the Comicapalooza Comic Show. Wow. I will be there with Kendra, so both of Wicked Little Studios will be there. And then on May 19th, I will be at South Coast Toy and Comic Show in Fairhaven, Massachusetts at 200 Middle Street, I believe is the address of that one. I've done the show enough. I think I have it memorized and watch me have screwed it up, too. Uh, <laughs> but both of those two shows are just Sunday only shows, but they're two appearances on two opposite ends of the state. So hopefully I'll be able to see a ton of people there and... I just want traveling. Yeah, I know, right? In my you know, in my car named Serenity. So <laughs> if you ever see a purple Subaru station wagon with uh, the engineered by Firefly and all of the movie accurate decals on it, that's my car. Please don't <laughs> egg me. And if you know I'm at a show and you see that there's Diet Dr. Pepper in the car, come in and see if you can get my keys for me as dead redhead nose. <laughs> Bad wolf. <laughs> because I think that was last year at Free Comic Book Day. I was like, can you go get my soda? Yes. I know Wait. you. Will you please go to my car? <laughs> I, then, I think I was pretty pathetic by that point. That's and okay. then when Boston gets rescheduled, you'll be there. We'll see you at Granite Con in September. Yes. We'll see you whenever you'd like to come back here. The door is always, the electronic <laughs> door is always open. The Skypes are always open. You know open. I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here watching a fight on the Bruins game and talking to you guys. My life is awesome right now. <laughs> oh, so guys. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. What have we got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Anything? Uh, well, next week we talk to Eric Evanson, the creator of the Beast of Wolf's Bay graphic novel. That That's it. That's all we've got so far, so Dead Redhead. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con. 
Granicon and of ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD Holder Folk at RobWattsOnline.com. Doom. I want to thank Julie Myers, the, the princess of uh, portraits, joining us tonight. And I want to thank our cast for helping out after what's been the oddest fucking week ever. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and Grammar Girls Umbrian. Thank you, ladies. Insert dick joke here. Dick Grayson? Yes. From the from the four color vault of comics. Thank you, Dead Redhead. Are we talking about Richie Rich now? We are. We are. And Dave Von Doom, back in your Zeppelin, my friend. We'll see you again next week. Alrighty. Sounds good. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute em- em- entropy. Entropy? And that's Richard Grayson saying, good night, everyone. <laughs> oh. I know.